Getting today off to a serious start. It's only because we got one of the baddest motherfuckers in the southern hemisphere in to talk the tut. Indeed, a classic slice of Counter-Strike action. That one's called V. It was off Cell Recordings way back when. Ooh, misty watercoloured memories of Cell Recordings back in the day, pumping out some fucking gnarly bangers. Oof! Ladies and gentlemen, it's two minutes past ten. Sixteen days. 16 long days and long nights into No Nut November. Oh, God. It's like carrying around, not balls, but boules. The French game where you lob boules at other boules and attempt to out-boule your friends or your work colleagues, your stepdad, or whoever you happen to be on holiday with. All right? I don't want to get into this. Is South Africa real? That is a question we will be posing today. I don't know the answer, but I have, we'll have someone on the phone who, it wouldn't surprise me, is shilling for real South Africa. Uh, his name's Justin. He's from a, a boy, a drum and, hard drum and bass boy band called Counter-Strike. Oh, they don't off make some narky bits of gear. I'll tell you what, they don't off make some narky bits of gear. And there's something that we like on this show. Welcome everybody in the chat, welcome all the Lobster crew, welcome everyone listening on Threshold.fm, a fine bunch of lobsters, honest, decent, God-fearing folk, out for a better way of life, out for a better quality of morning radio, better quality of bean in their cup and pinger in their gut, better quality of um, 
bacterial diversity within their gut microbiome. That's something that the lobster crew are really, really focused on, uh, it seems. That and dank memes really do seem to be the two main topics that the lobster crew are getting after. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm on the 16th of November, the 2018 Chinese Year of the Dinger. Uh, we've got some, well, I've only got a couple of tunes. Got, today, I'm not packing 16 in the clip and one in the hole. I've just, just got a couple of narky ones. Going to get Justin on the phone in about five minutes, five, ten minutes, something like that. After, after everyone comes in and sits down and stops making noise at the back. Yeah, I see you chewing. Supposed to be just put that in a bin. All right, got a couple of little bits to get into here. Some weirdness. There's, there's, there is weirdness out there. I don't want to. I don't want to startle anyone. I don't want to rile anyone unnecessary. But there's weird stuff going on in the world, everywhere, everywhere you look. Bloody weirdos doing weird things and just being. Stop being weird, okay? I mean, there are acceptable levels of weirdness, of course, but. Ah, oh, this is weird. Indonesian kids are drinking boiled sanitary pad water to get high. Fucking hell. Indonesian kids need to get out more. They need to... They need to, I don't know, skateboard or something. Or, uh, I don't know, go around doing graffiti. Jesus, huffing sanitary towel water. <coughs> Sorry, I've been huffing sanitary towel water. Um, you'll want... Uh, Tom Wood from uh, Lad Bible, bastions of... Uh, honest and reputable journalism. Uh, he reports, 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 reports. Uh, you'll want to put down your breakfast before reading this. Uh, breakfast still means breakfast, but apparently kids in Indonesia are boiling up sanitary products and drinking the resulting fluid as an attempt to get high. I mean, that's completely different to the kid at school who insisted that if you ate a whole clove of nutmeg, you'd get out of your treat. This is the thing, yeah? The nut smoking of nutmeg... The drying out of the insides of banana skins and smoking them. Uh, you used to be able to... There was a shop in Brighton called Hocus Pocus. And you used to be able to buy these sort of herb mixes from there that were called things like Super Skunk and other similarly uh, provocative titles. Uh, we used to smoke them a lot. God, they did absolutely fuck all. But, I don't know, you look kind of cool. They tasted rank, though. It was They just mixed up some gubbins from someone's mum's bloody kitchen cabinet she was probably razzed off by it um even if the pads are not used it seems that they don't actually have to be it's not something we'd recommend not that uh not that that needs saying but please don't try this at home oh what's the mechanism behind this what's going on why why what the executing oh, hold on look I'm, I'm jumping ahead several police forces in indonesia have reported kids having taken to this bizarre practice in an attempt to catch a buzz they're certainly in danger of catching something. It sounds very unhygienic. 
Apparently, the resulting broth that you get from boiling up tampons and sanitary pads offers the drinker a feeling of flying and has, halluc- and has hallucinogenic properties. Seems unlikely. A representative from the National Narcotics Agency, uh, Senior Commander Spurinato, that's a fucking good name, uh, Senior Commander Suprinato said that the presence of chlorine in the mixture is what gives the effect its, uh, the effect its potency. Uh, he is quoted in the Straits News saying uh, they, they used pads they took from the trash uh, where they put in boiling water. After it cooled down, they drank it together. Used pads from the trash? Come on, guys. Not something Tom Wood from Lad Bible would ever get into. He's got a BA in philosophy, guys. Come on. He's got a master's in journalism. He's reporting on kids hoofing sanitary towels. He knows what's up. Indonesia has famously tough laws on drugs, uh, so you'd have to hope that they were given a warning against being so thick and sent on their way. Indonesia executes four drug convicts. That's rough, man. That's not cool, is it? That's, that's, that's not being a good lobster. That is not sorting your act out, keeping your room tidy and, you know, taking on as much responsibility as you can. That's just being an arsehole, executing people for drug convictions. Come on, Indonesia, get your act together. Get your act together. Ridiculous. Right, let's play this bit. It's called Self-Destruct. It's by Counter-Strike. It's off their new Self-Destruct EP. It's a hard one. Woo! After this one, we'll get big man on campus, Justin from Counter-Strike on the horn. Get him on the blower. Access self-destruct. Is a real, that's, that's a real romper stumper. Yikes. 
Gosh, that's a three-course meal, that tune. That is, that's a, uh, that's a seven-course tasting menu. Thanks to everyone that uh, shared the live stream on Facebook last night. I uh, said if we got over 100 live viewers at once, Zuckerberg would come around and nosh me off. <laughs> he fucking did as well. quickly implore you anyone watching that is not anyone watching on YouTube that is not subscribed to my channel please do be so nice of you be so kind make all this madness worthwhile A self-destruct by Counter-Strike off their self-destruct EP it's called Self-Destruct. Whew! That is a choice bit of oi, 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 oi. We've had you already. Thank you very much. Right, let's get Justin on the horn. Let's give him a hard time. Skype crew. Hey! Hey, uh, how you doing? I'm okay, man. Good. You've changed your t-shirt since we uh, last spoke. Uh, yeah. Did I have a t-shirt on? Yeah. Well, I, I saw your, your your sort of bulging pectoral muscles. Uh, the oh, maybe it's the same one. Oh, God, you're jacked, Justin. You're absolutely tonk. Wow. Especially from this angle, right? Yeah. That's this. It's quite sort of. <laughs> Do a lot of people get that angle? <laughs> oh, shit, wait. Um, I'm watching this feed at the same time, and I'm catching the delay, and it's throwing me off completely. Yeah. So one second. Close that, that browser. That's better. Yeah. It's, I've actually got four images of you up. I, that's too many. Uh, let's just concentrate just on Skype. There we go. Get that in the, in the way. Oh, and I can see the chat as well. Are uh, you taking the snapshot? <laughs> Yeah, wow, God. Uh, well, how are you, mate? Are you okay? Yeah, man. Um, just doing a bit of uh, house cleaning before I have to go to Krasnoyarsk, you know, Siberia and shit. Siberia? Oh, Jesus. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. It's cold there. I believe so. I got all my warm shit out the uh, basement yesterday. I'm ready. I, I didn't look at the temperature yet. I should actually do that. It's probably about three degrees below fuck all. I would imagine. Yeah. I you, would imagine. Are you doing just one show? Are you doing more? Uh, or are you just going on a holiday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a, you know, winter break. Yeah. No, I'm just doing the, I'm just doing the one show. Um, I have to, like, leave it for this afternoon. 
and I arrive at like 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Oof. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird with the time difference. I think. What is the what? How what? They a couple of hours ahead of you? Yeah, I would imagine probably like four hours or something, maybe five. Oh, really? Are they what? Are they on the other side of Russia? Um, yeah, Krasnoyarsk is like, I would say, past middle. It's like above China, I think. It's too far, Justin. That's too far for you to go. Oh, it's a minus 11, apparently, according to someone in the chat. Thanks, Dimitri. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, you'll be fine. Take a balaclava. Yeah, I should maybe do that in a little warm water bottle or something, right? People aren't people aren't as concerned with the body temperature of drum and bass DJs as much as I feel they should be. Um, they aren't. There should be a committee or a union or something that deals with all of this. Absolutely, and the general like warmth, you know, like the body, yeah, the body temperature yeah. of all DJs. Yeah, maybe everyone could we could get some sort of crowdfunded together so that we could all get those really expensive Canadian is it Canada goose or Canadian goose or something uh, yeah, jackets. The, the dead wolf um, fur in the back, right? Yeah, they're about eight hundred quid. Oh shit! Yeah, if we could get well, one I of those could... each, it'd be fine, though, wouldn't it? It's, it's I, fair I, enough. Yeah, I mean. That should be like basic attire when you're heading to Siberia, I would imagine, for any drum and bass DJ. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even even jump up DJs, they need warmth too. Yeah, but I think they generally like wear parkas every day from all the pictures I've seen. Oh, that's true, yeah. And uh, they're probably warmed up by all the pingers they've been taking. True that. All the karate powder. <laughs> I thought you only get karate water. This is the first time I've heard about karate powder. Oh, karate water? What's that? Vodka? No, that's uh, brandy and coke, the national South African drink. Is it? Mm, that yeah. sounds like the national jump-up drink as well. Maybe, you know, well, it would make sense because it used to be a British colony, right? So, you know, okay, maybe yeah. they sent a bunch of jump-up DJs over there in the 1800s. I don't know. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. They sent them up. They've probably they sent them all. Well, I don't know. Australia seems they they like it. They like a bit of jumper, and they've got uh, no, not jump star. What's it with that Melbourne sound stuff? Is sort of like uh, that's a bit like that Russian jump style sort of uh, Melbourne sound or whatever. Yeah, god awful it is. That's, I don't think I've even heard a single one of those tunes. I've uh, seen all the sample packs. Yeah, I don't think you'd like it. Well, you might do. I don't know, but uh, it's um, it's not good music. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there must be some. You know, there must be like a noisier of Melbourne jump star or Melbourne jump. I would imagine. Uh, there's a guy called Will Sparks. He's the sort of god of it. But I guess he's a bit more like a sort of the Martin Garrix of uh, of Melbourne sound. All right. I don't yeah, know, man. If anyone's pushing any Nero in the Melbourne sound, you know, why Why don't we start doing that, maybe? Yeah, you I know? mean, do you, do you remember that crazy couple of months when we tried to do uh, Trap Braid? Yes. Yeah. That took a fucking rocket, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. I mean, oh, God, the world tours of our, our Trap Braid sound. <laughs> you, me, and Mathis just tearing it out. Dude, I've never, ever been booed... Um, <laughs> by a crowd 
except the first time I played um, that a trap remix I did of like the Panacea tune. Yeah, Rave like, Music trap. Resurrection. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was in uh, um, Geneva after um, it was after Prolix. And, you know, he was like playing a banging Nero set and, a, you know, people were loving it. The place was packed. And like uh, the first tune I played is that fucking that remix. <laughs> And Jesus, it went down like a lead balloon, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> and the whole crowd booed me. Like, the everyone. It was insane. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. I hope you, tra- you packed more than Trap Breed with you. Well, there was never enough to do an entire set of it. There's only about three tunes. Yeah, I, exactly. But, yeah. I, that, nev- yeah. I never even I released the ones that- I did. They were awful. Yeah. <sighs> Well, you got to try these things out, haven't you? It's, it's important to occasionally try and put, push the boundaries, even if it is in undoubtedly the wrong direction. Definitely. I mean, I do enjoy a bit of trap. You know, it's more that I can say I've never heard a Melbourne bounce tune that I was like, this is pretty dope, you know what I mean? Mm. But trap, I don't know. There's some dope tunes, man. Yeah, there is some good bits out there. I did, like... Particularly the the sort of weirder end end of it. There's a guy called uh, Munchie that does some weird ass stuff. He's from Rotterdam, I think. Yeah, I think he might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a good track of his which it's because it's just got mangled madness in it. Like it's all like just weird samples and like there's one with Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade riff at the beginning, and then it just it's got something about golf clubs. Some vocal about bi- bitches and golf clubs or something, <laughs> and then it just goes into this really hard sort of like mumba trap thing, and it's just uh, it's just like a super hard eight eight kick and fuck all else. And it's like yeah, it works for me. People look very confused when you play it in clubs though, because it's about one ten or something. It doesn't make any sense to anyone. Yeah, that is a weird tempo. There's uh, the guy, I heard this, um, you'll probably remember his name, I can't remember his name, he's, an, he's a wonderful human, he's a DJ in Czech, uh, not Czech Republic, sorry, uh, Hungary, uh, he's old, old guy, um, he's like maybe in his 50s or 60s and he's sort of like the dad of dance music in uh, in Hungary. My grandpa. Yeah, he's... Uh, uh, every every time I played in Hungary, he's been uh, he's been on the lineup, and uh, he, yeah, he's a wonderful man. I just I can't remember what his name is though. I feel uh, feel bad. No, not no. ringing any bells. Nah, fuck it, forget what? it. I made it up. I don't know. Um, so what's new with you? What's going on? You just done this EP? It's called Self Destruct. I just played the title track. It's pokey, man. It's pokey. Pokey? Yeah, it's uh, it's naughty. It's a bit rascal. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean... Narky. I think, like, I got about, like, three comments on SoundCloud on that EP, and two of them were nasty, I think. Right. And I was like, where is my career going exactly? Not that <laughs> I have any career, but, you know what I mean? I was just like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds roughly like uh, my release last year on Prospect. The uh, the comments on on SoundCloud were this is not a prospect release. That was the sort of universal feelings on that. To which I then sort of started trolling all the negative comments, and uh, people get upset, man. People get very upset very easily. Uh, like they feel like they fucking own something. 
I, I love that release, man. I still play um, the tune with the preacher speaking. What's that? <laughs> yeah. uh, what was it called? Uh, something about burning, isn't it? It's, always, it's not burning involved with preachers. Buying Satan something. I don't know. Yeah, preachers and um, and and reggae. They they like to burn people. They're always all about the burning. And the burning man. Oh, and burning man. Yeah, they're burning shit, aren't they? God, ridiculous. And wearing hats. That's, or maybe there's one of those Venn diagram crossovers between like preachers, burning man, dub like reggae and and uh, dance hall. So they're just wearing sure weird hats. They're in the middle. One of those together in like two seconds. Say that again. With your, you can probably get one of those together in two seconds with your meme skills. Yeah, I'm the fastest memer in the West. Like you, you sent me that picture the other day. I think I had a meme made out of it in about thirty seconds. And back to you, a meme about eating ass. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you think when you see my see my picture, right? You've just got that look, you know, that sort of millennial. I like to uh, drink craft beers, vape, and eat ass sort of look about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I get that. You get it a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be a hard time in Russia. Oh, God, yeah. Do they not like eating ass over there? I mean, they're a bit weird about the gay thing, right? Like, they're, yeah, you, they're a bit up in arms about it. You can eat a female's ass. Yeah, I mean, no, they don't like gay people there. I don't play there anymore because of that. But yeah, And because they don't want to book me there. But that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's uh, mutually assured destruction, I guess. Yeah, two can play that fucking game, right? <laughs> yeah. Two yeah, but... the peoples. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to play for you guys anymore. They went, fine, we don't want to book you anyway. Okay. You can't quit. <laughs> you can't quit. You're fired. Okay, cool. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Well, well, let's just call the whole thing off. Potato, potato, let's call the whole thing off. Um, <laughs> I played uh, V to open the show. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do remember that one. That one and Synergy are uh, will ever for, will forever hold a place in my heart. I think they were. Uh, I remember getting them on vinyl back in the day when they were new. When they were new, hot bits of kit. Yeah, they're sort of ra- rowdy teenagers now, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, man. Like really, well, they definitely they've they've learned a few lessons already. You know. Because they're not sounding as clean and as good as what they used to back I, in the day. I don't know. V sounded pretty, uh, you know, for a track that's, what, 15 years old, I guess? Yeah. I I think it sounds better than all this, this modern tosh that you've been making. All this modern, <laughs> Cheers, all this modern trap braid. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, that's like just the standard fucking YouTube and SoundCloud comment, yep. basically. Exactly. Ah, not as good as the old stuff. Just keep making the same tune over and over again. Uh, okay. All, right. All they do is make the same tune over and over again. I can't win. <laughs> you can't, man. That's funny. So, like, when when did you first start releasing music? When did you? Well, when did you first start making drum and bass? Um, like, probably around nineteen ninety eight. I think something like that. Hmm. I had a whole bunch of mates in Cape Town that, um, you know, they were using Fast Tracker and oh, started Jesus. using a bit of dabbling in some Cubase before it it only had audio. You know, you couldn't like, well, you could use like a hardware sampler or anything, but it didn't have a VST. So we used to 
do shit in fast tracker, bounce it out, and then try and mix it down in Cubase. God. Yeah. Bit, yeah, I guess when that was the only way to do it, you, you didn't think, God, this is an ordeal. It was just like, I'll just get on with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It took you forever, but it, it worked somehow. Yeah, it was re- strangely rewarding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we kind of uh, had our first release, I think, like vinyl release. In the beginning, we were just kind of like sending demos out and not getting any feedback from people. And then we were kind of like... Uh, you know, fuck you guys then. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, another failing. <laughs> We're just going to release our own shit. And so we uh, re- released a CD. But from that, I rem- remember we sent that CD into Knowledge Magazine. And it got like a quite a, you know, I thought pretty good. If I think back about it now, like they were like three stars out of five. Which I mean, for guys who didn't know what the fuck they were doing, idiots from you know the middle of nowhere sending them a CD they, that they even reviewed it was amazing. Mm. But I remember in the review they said like, um, after listening to the CD, afterwards you might feel um, like you need a breather in the because it's it's co- it's constantly banging. You know what I mean? And I took like such offense to it. I wrote back. I wrote to Knowledge Magazine like. You have no idea what you're talking about. It <laughs> <The reason> sucks. <laughs> right, I'm going to review your review of my music. <laughs> Here's where you're wrong on every single point, and you know nothing about what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And so, all right. So then, what what came after your self-released, uh, uh, mixed reviewed <laughs> CD? Well, um, from that, uh, I think like one of the, we sent out a bunch of CDs and like after a while people came back to us and one of them was, um, Diesel Boy and he quite liked some of the songs and he was like, can we send it to, can I send it to some friends of mine? I was like, yeah, sure, man. And he's, and a guy from Canada got back to us at that point. He had a record label called Allied. And Allied no. was kind of like the harder label. And I can't remember Dune. Dune Recordings yep. and Allied Recordings. And so he got back to us and he, he wanted to sign two songs from the CD, from the album. And we were like, yeah, fucking great. And uh, that was the first vinyl release. Nice. When did you hook up with... So Cell was run by Alpha Magic. They ran a whole load of like... Uh... Yeah. Bits, uh, yeah. uh, invaders, signal, uh, outbreak, yeah. all those uh, rowdy, <laughs> rowdy labels. Um, yeah. Those because those first sell, those first cell releases were some of my like favorite ones, like your ones, uh, Temper D and K Fire on there, um, and a few others that that were sort of pushing that like sci-fi but properly tear out like. Lots of arpeggiators. Um, yeah. Make make Counter Strike arpeggiate again. That's that's what I'm going to be pushing. I want a red hat with it on. <laughs> More arpeggiators. <laughs> Black Sun Empire as well. More arpe. Yeah. Go back to the arps. Hashtag back to the arps. <laughs> well, um, Pythias is kind of doing that, right? He's like arping the fuck out of him. Yes, that's true. His stuff is fucking banging. But I guess like you hang around with. Uh, 
hang around with the twelfth. I mean, it's not like Dutch. The the Dutch have a shortage of uh, very very high level drum and bass producers that you can knock about with. I had Posse on earlier. He's in he's in Noisy's studio block as their uh, engineer assistant, and then obviously you've got Black Sun Empire Signal, who's just coming yeah. out with outrageous tunes. He's like twelve or something. Oh man, his tunes are fucking great. I love his stuff. They're so good, aren't they? Um, I haven't met him. I haven't been to any shows in yet. I hear he's a nice boy. Um, so then, uh, what what was the South African drum and bass scene like in 1998? Um, well, it was always pretty good in in Cape Town um, because there was like a crew that started around maybe end of '93, beginning '94. They were doing regular parties like every Sunday night. They had a regular thing going, and eventually they got like a radio show, I think, in 95 on like FM radio, mm-hmm. like two hours every day kind of thing, and they just constantly pushed it. And uh, when I got back from the UK, because I went to do the whole South African in the UK thing from 95 to 97, um, when I came back from there, I, you know, I was drum and bass crazy having like, bought, I used to work at the end and I used to be their office junior. So they would always send me like on, you know, flyer runs and shit to the record store. So I knew those dudes, they wanted guest list. So I would always throw them guest list and they would throw me white labels and all sorts of shit. So I had like great drum and bass records that no one had when yeah. I got back to South Africa. So I joined those dudes and, um, we carried on doing the parties. They got old and got on a lot of drugs. And um, eventually, you know, I've, I've found myself doing a lot of the work and I was kind of like, well, this is fucking bullshit. And uh, me and Eaton and another friend of ours uh, started doing parties together. Eaton being the other dude in Counter-Strike. Uh, around uh, 98, around there. And uh, yeah, we, we did a party at this club called The Jam, um, which was a monthly thing. And we ended up doing that party for 15 years. 15 years? Oh, you've... It was a great night. Really good. Did you say 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. Fucking hell. Damn. That's a... Yeah, as far as drum and bass nights go, that's a long running drum and bass night. Yeah, man, it was it was it was a crazy night. It was really sad to end it because um, I moved to uh, Czech Republic um, like nine years ago, and Eaton kept doing it for like five years by himself, and eventually, you know, he left for the UK. He's living in London now, mm. and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, letting that night go was pretty hard, definitely. Yeah, bad. So, why did you decide to move to the Czech, Czech Republic? Um, well, uh, my ex, um, is Czech by birth, but, er, no, yeah, Czech by birth, but raised in South Africa and, um, uh, without a long story, that's kind of like how I ended up here. 
Um, I used to, you know, come and DJ in Europe all the time. And I used to have to take off like a month or two months, stay with a mate in Berlin and then go around and do a tour. Mm. And eventually we just thought, well, it's easier just to do it from, you know, Czech Republic because it's in the center. So that's how I ended up here. Okay. Well, it makes a lot of sense. It's nice there, isn't it? It's, um, it's a fun spot to live. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, especially Prague, no one really bothers you, you know, like Czech people are quite private. Generally, they don't give, they don't give a shit. You know, Mm. you can do whatever you want as long as you don't bother them. Yeah. So open-minded and uh, cheap beer, which is a bonus, you know. Yeah. When you get on sort of, um, once you start getting into the, there's just a very different attitude amongst the, the sort of Eastern Europe, uh, Eastern European people as opposed to the Western European uh, people, like obviously with the sort of memories of significant hardship not being that long ago. Of course, of course. I mean, yes, there are, you know, things that can piss off like anyone that's used to, you know, how things generally work in Western Europe. But I mean, like, I can say that in Czech Republic, things have like changed significantly since I moved there. You know what I mean? Like in terms of um becoming more westernized or whatever you know what i mean like uh it's um i just see things uh improving like all the time you know like everything is re re being rebuilt and everything is just it looks like people are you you know really making effort which is nice if you move to a new country to see that happening and it not going the other way you know what i mean Mm. got color televisions over there now and uh that's right. Well, I mean, that just happened recently. <laughs> Is the know? internet still in black and white? Yeah, yeah, it's still in black and white. <laughs> it's still in AM. <laughs> so you can only get it on for like eight hours of the day. It goes off at night. Yeah, exactly. You know, when the when the uh, kids, when the donkeys stop turning the um, generators. <laughs> when I lived in Berlin, like when you're on the east side of Berlin, it's a little bit like that sometimes. Like it's part of Berlin's charm is that it sort of still feels a little bit like it's in the eighties, but then that's quite yeah. frustrating when you actually have to deal with any of the bureaucracy of it. And it's like I remember getting a um, <laughs> getting a, a bill, like a sort of demand. I think it was for the television license and uh, ringing up, and in my terrible fractured German. Um, saying like can I pay it with a card over the phone and the guy on the other end just laughing and laughing and laughing and saying what are you going to put the card into the phone and it will come down the phone line I don't think that is possible I was just like oh my god it's not I wasn't even asking if I could pay it online just like over the phone I'll give you the digits of the card so I had to go down to this uh, to the finance amped office which was like as just as DDR as you could possibly get. Just all these tiny little offices are uh, like on these enormous long corridors with like these little doors. And you'd go into one and it was just rooms and rooms of like files and stuff up on the walls and these sort of like 1990s looking computers. And they had to pay for it in cash. And uh, they stamp lots of things. Dang, dang, dang. Lots and lots of stamping and tearing off and signing and more stamping. And uh, yeah, and then they sort of demand that you leave while looking extremely grumpy. It's like there's definitely a. It's just like it's like 2015. Like there's definitely a better way of doing it than this. 
Yeah, but it's it's very important to maintain the grumpiness. You know what I mean? Smiling <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, there's there's no need for customer service under communism. So, you know, why bother? It's like you either get yeah. you either get your food or you don't. Like it's there's no uh, there's no need for pleasantries. <laughs> but it would also that something, that's something that I mean. Yes, sure. There's also the language barrier for me here. I mean, like my checks are okay, but you know, it's not like let's shoot the shit on you know some philosophy in the morning at when I'm going to the uh, shop across the road to get some bread. Mm. But you know. Like going back to South Africa, that that is something I noticed straight away. Like, you know, when I when I walk into a shop there, like the first shop I walked into, this guy just started rambling off at me and smiling and speak to me, speaking to me, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, is this what? You know, is this normal? I can't remember it being like this." <laughs> and after, after a while, I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, people can be friendly and speak to you." Yeah. Wow, fucking yeah, it, it it was definitely something that I missed uh when I when I was living over there. Just like there's there's no small there's no like I don't know. I I, I generally do loathe small talk, but there's also there's no banter. There's no uh there's just I don't know. Yeah. It's I, I don't know. I think there's something about like do, do the South Africans have a similarly self-deprecating sense of humor to the British? I don't think so like they they prefer taking the piss out of you right okay yeah but yeah it will always be at the expense of you okay that's fine i don't mind it's (laughs) yeah i mean yeah in in england it's sort of at the expense of oneself generally Uh, and there's a sort of bonding to be had out of that yeah yeah anyway so um then what was the other sort of like underground music scene like in in South Africa, I mean, like the, uh, most people's only frame of reference is Antwerp. Mm-hmm. Is that what well, it's like everywhere? Um, it's just it's just Zeph craziness. Well, it it kind of um, you know after apartheid um, came down, which is like around ninety four, ninety five around there. There was like um, you know everyone was super stoked and. Uh, there were loads like the rave scene just fucking took off like crazy and everyone was just like partying all the time and basically from there it's like including myself it really influenced a lot of people to start making music including these guys um from cape town they started a label called african dope and they were kind of they were kind of like the ninja tune of South Africa, they did pretty well for themselves and were mm. the first people to actually sign um, a ninja, as is now known, uh, from the Antwerp way back in the day when he just used to do hip hop. He used to be called Watkins Tudor Jones. Right. And a, and a bunch of other artists. Um, they were doing really well. Um, there was also uh, a really strong psychedelic trance scene in, in Cape Town because of, you know, the beautiful uh, surroundings you have there, um, you know, like in nice weather. So there's mm-hmm. a, they would always like head out in the forests or the mountains and do it. There were massive psychedelic trance parties, like, you know, five, 10,000 people kind of a thing every oh, weekend wow. in the summer. I would even poten- potentially give, give psychedelic trance a, a chance under those circumstances. 
it's possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel you on that one. I'm not the big. I've tried many times uh, to get my ears used to psychedelic trance, but it's kind of like you know some most forms of country music. You know, it just <laughs> it's just not my thing. I don't know. I've tried. Yeah. Do you think like a couple of hippies just got together and were like, you know how people like good dance music? Yeah. Well, what if it weren't that way? <laughs> what, if, <laughs> what if it was different to that? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to listen to it while on acid. It helps. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I did listen to like uh, the prototype version of psychedelic trance on acid when i you know in the raves like when it just used to be called trance i guess but yeah. not the easy european shit like you know when it was proto like psychedelic trance before mm. it had that silly kick drum yeah i think that's the thing. that's the thing that irritates me most is that fucking plastic kick drum and the your galloping bass you know every song has that yeah, but it it seemed like that it uh, well it sort of started with that, but it used to have loads of other elements as well. But now it seems that it's sort of almost it's just only that. Yeah, and kind of like, like zero at the moment. Yeah, like, I mean, like the promos I'm getting now, basically, they're they all sound exactly. I mean, like easy for me to say, but seriously, like lately, all the shits. It sounds like it's one artist. It mm. sounds like. A combination of Mephius and Noisia in one, but every single artist is trying to sound like that. Yeah, this is, um, I mean, this is sort of what was beginning, certainly what happened towards the end of, well, I don't know if it's the end of Dubs, that hasn't ended, but the end of the sort of like when the wave, the peak of the wave was that everyone was just trying to sound like Skrillex, like myself included in, in certainly a few tracks, and but no one could do it as good as him. So that, sort of then the wave breaks because it's like I like Noisier and Mephius have that end of it locked down to such a level that I, it's I don't know it, it's just trying to make tunes like that is a fool's errand really like I don't know I certainly went through a bit of a stage at the beginning of the year like because I took a bit of a break from making music and then got back into it I was like oh I'm gonna make you know I love hard drum and bass is what I like making the most and listen to all of that sort of stuff and to try and get stuff that sounded anything where near as good as that just i'm on a one-way ticket to making myself miserable it's yeah. like, right now i have to concentrate on you know my my style what makes high ranking records high ranking records and and to go down that route there's just no yeah. point in like they've they've noisier and mephius they've they've got the noisier and mephius tunes covered they're fine with doing that they yeah. don't they don't need any help exactly yeah it's people in the chat but, I mean, like... yeah it's, it's definitely good to take inspiration from i mean you know people i mean yeah. noisy and makers they took inspiration from other people you know otherwise they wouldn't sound the way they sound but are you saying they uh, ripped you off is that what you're saying yeah i mean yeah i didn't want to say it out loud but mm. since you brought it up well are you going to take any legal action or, or anything um, you know, I've actually got a funny noisy story. Like back in the day of um, AOL Instant Messenger, um, when I used to have to use dial-up, because yep. that was the South African way back in, you know, nine, 2003 even. We'd, it was fucking having DSL or something. was like super exp- – no, ADSL. 
was super expensive. So I had to have like fucking dial up. So I used to be on AIM. I didn't, at first I didn't even know what fucking AIM was. I like after posting all my CDs and shit around, I think like I got an email from Concord Dawn that said, yo dude, get on AIM. And I was like, what the fuck is AIM? And for a year it racked my brain. I didn't want to email him back and be like, what's AIM? And then someone <laughs> told me about AOL Instant Messenger. Is it a drug? Is it a, <laughs> a plug-in? <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I got on there and uh, um, I, I was just speaking to people. And I remember like um, Noisier, I speaking to Noisier. I think like one of them contacted me. This was like a long time ago. Mm. And they sent, sent me like a bunch of tunes, you know, not knowing obviously that I have dial-up. So there were like, I don't know, five or six tunes coming in. And I was like, just thinking like, fuck these guys taking up all my fucking bandwidth, sending me six fucking tunes at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think I actually canceled some of them. Just like, just, you know, being such a fucking full of myself, you know, <laughs> confident little asshole being like, these guys, I don't even know who they are. Noisier. What the fuck kind of name is that in any case? Some fucking chances <laughs> from the old world up, up in Holland. They're <laughs> in the old settlement. Fuck them. <laughs> oh, what, what are they sending WAV files for? It's going to take all week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wonder what chains they were. Like, were they- yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't know. Like, I've been like a couple of... Um, I remember one was at two or three years later, there was this like moving shadow series. Mm. And um, I, I think like, well, our EP was either before or after the noisier EP. Like this was their first big release, like on a major like label, as far as I remember. Mm. And I remember when I got the program, I was like, oh, these fucking noisier guys again. You know, having not listened to that, those fucking demos they sent me or whatever, I was like, fuck all these guys. And I was putting it on the turntable and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I made uh, a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah, fucked up here. Oh dear. Yeah, I remember harassing them or harassing Flapper on, um, uh, on AIM for... Uh, for two records in particular, one being their bootleg of Sweet Dreams. Oh, yeah. And uh, and also Block Control VIP, which never came out. Yeah. Um, I did find that again somewhere else. I did a weird mashup of Block Control VIP with Warpegs by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it works. See, people, people used to get very excited about that when I used to play it. At, at, the, right, at the, right, the right party... Where people knew Warpigs, it was uh, hey, the, the, it, it destroyed places. And then Block Control VIP comes in with that D- DMX sample. Ooh, choice. Oh yeah, yeah, that tune is fucking sick, man. They yeah. probably never released that because of all the samples, I guess. Didn't they give it away for free or something? Probably. I saw it on the internet. Yeah, I think it was sort of one of those ones that everyone who wanted it had it anyway. Like it had just been proliferated around the internet and. Uh, yeah. so much. Oh, dogs cool. on acid as well. You were a bit, were you a dogs on acid poster for a while? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There was, I definitely got good information from there, you know. Yeah, the grid is fairly resp- is largely responsible for a lot of people's production knowledge. 
Yeah. Good uh, samples. And, yeah, lots yeah. of sharing of moody samples. I mean, and all the trolling on, on you know, the main board. I mean, I used to love that. I used to, like, I mean, my favorite one without a doubt is like, a man fucked with my father tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I put him in his place. Yeah. Uh, so I get, yeah, Evil Intent made that tune about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I did a remix of that for them and they turned it down. <laughs> Every, uh, two of them really liked it. The other one, other one I can't like. Uh, I can't remember which one of them, but one of them, one of them was like, "Nah, don't like it. Fuck them. They're nobodies. <laughs> They're dead to me." No, I'm joking. They're lovely boys. That's two out of three. I mean, how does that work? Apparently, it's not a democracy over there. It's it's tyranny and authoritarianism. Clearly, yeah, it's outrageous. It's come, it's it's communist Russia all over again. <laughs> oh God! Uh, so, what have you got coming up shows wise? Are you are you out out much for the winter? It kind of slows down a little bit December and January, isn't it? No, for me, it's actually been going. It's going great. Like I was really shitting myself in summer. Like June and July, I thought it was the end. I thought like uh, you know, I'm better start looking for a job and put on my, on my um, CV, like drum and bass producer for 20 years, um, skills, Cubase. I don't know how far that would have gotten me. Uh, you could add wearing heavy metal t-shirts. You could add that to your list of skills. True, true. Um, drinking. Drinking and being able to perform my job. Yeah, being able to perform drunk, that's, that's a good skill to have. Exactly. Um, you know, know it, I know the airports really well. Yeah, yeah, airport that's, ninja. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something. Confident traveller. So I guess what you're looking at is sort of travelling salesman at this point. Maybe travelling booze salesman. Oh, I like that. Okay, I that like could that. Work. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure they wouldn't want me to drink on the job mm. being a travelling booze salesman. I've met some traveling booze salesmen before, and they're always drunk. But then it's always under the, it's always in bars and, and clubs. So yeah, you just travel to different bars, different clubs, getting sloshed up. You know, meeting young, impressionable women. It's fine. I guess you can be like one of those, you know, promo girls, but like promo, old promo dude. Yeah. Old promo dude. You know, <laughs> girl shops. Oh, old black t-shirt promo dude. <laughs> <laughs> traveling uh, traveling the globe you know handling handing out tequila shots yeah that that doesn't sound like a bad way to live does it you know if that's what ah. if that's if that's your fallback plan i think you're doing all right yeah yeah i should look into that what about the techno there was techno for a bit yes this there was techno um i also kind of lost interest in music generally as you do from time to time when you've been doing it for 20 plus years yep i know that one um, for 10 hours a day um and i just couldn't for a while um and that was kind of like the peak of me getting into techno and starting to do other shit um but i'm slowly kind of getting back into it uh making beats and stuff and uh me and hybris another expat that lives in um in prague um, we've been working on a bit of techno that I 
um, I quite like. I, I didn't hear the tunes for like two or three months and I was down at the studio the other day and we played them back and I was like, mmm, tasty. Mm. So we're probably going to finish those. Nice. People in the chat are saying, bring back Technoid. Do you remember Technoid? Yes, I do remember Technoid. Yes. And uh, I mean, I do agree. I do agree that it's weird that it just fucked off for some reason. Yeah, it was, um, well, a lot of the producers making it fucked off as well, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a big problem, right? Well, Raiden stopped doing it. Temper D stopped doing it. Everyone just sort of got hacked off with it. I think they got hacked off with about a million people sending the messages on SoundCloud name going, I think you will like my technoid sound. Uh, <laughs> just bombarding them with tunes. Yeah, I think that the thing we spoke about earlier you know, with uh, Skrillex and, you know, genres becoming like that. I think that's exactly what happened to Technoid. I think mm. Raiden got annoyed with it, like it wasn't, you know, interesting and uh, everything sounded the same to him, so he just fucked off and kind of he was the spearhead of the scene, so. Yeah, I guess the sect as well. Uh, sort yeah. Of, yeah. Um, who else was doing Oh, there was a Russian guy... Uh, it begins with a P. He was quite young. He looked like a sort of uh, rowdy skinhead. Uh Prockett, yeah. Is he still making stuff? No, no, he stopped. I saw him randomly, like, I don't know, one day, and he made me drink a submarine. Right, yeah, he was keen on making people drink horrible stuff. He did that to me in Prolex when we were in Russia. <laughs> Prolex didn't need much encouragement. He was like proper Russian, man. Like, as he, if you would like define Russian, that would be like, that's Prockett, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like yeah. drinking, but, you know, just the accent, the look, everything about him. Yeah. yeah draw a picture of a Russian. There you go. <laughs> oh, bless him. Right. I'm going to let you get on, mate. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh. You're a champion. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure, and uh, you send me any any new stuff you have, and I will I will play it to the gentlemen and ladies that listen in to Coffee and Memes. Fantastic. Cool, and let me know next time you're in the uh, UK, and we'll go and get drunk. That sounds great. And when you're in Prague, yeah, definitely it should be uh, next next year. Going to be uh, traveling the world again, hawking my wares. I'm uh, selling tequila in clubs as a traveling salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All Good. right, Justin, thank you very much. I will see you soon. Cheers, man. Take it easy. Bye. Justin Ooh. from Counter-Strike there, a genuine South African, except no substitutes. Right, look, shall we play? Uh, let's get a, ooh, one of these hot little numbers up. We uh, it's, uh, it's the end of the show on Friday. I've got very itchy nose. I, I apologize. Um, I want to crown shoe thrower of the week because it's important to do it. Otherwise, you know, what's the point in life, really? Let me get rid of that. Um, and uh, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you can't, you can't let your memes be dreams. So I'm gonna crown it. I'm gonna call it. It's Forbidden Society and uh, Donny and uh, Catharsis. It's called The Artifact. It's been remixed by audio, and oh, golly!
Thank you for listening to the show this week, ladies and gentlemen, and fine lobsters of the flat earth. It's naughty. This is Catharsis Donnie and Forbidden Society. It's called The Artifact, remixed by audio. Proper bit of gear. Lobsters. It's about that time of the show. I need to shout out the VIP list. It's a list of bad motherfuckers that help keeping the station alive. Help pay, helping us pay the bills, keep the lights on, keep us out of trouble, keep us off the streets. Yeah, if you want to get your name on the list, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link in the uh, YouTube comment. There's a link on the website. Get your name on this list. It's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Reese. Uh, blah, 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 sorry. Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Kozierski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Carl Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony Joe, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker and Lily Unsub. Woo! What a bunch of bad motherfuckers. Remember, you can get this show as a podcast as well on all good podcast apps, on the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. They're all there. Just search for Coffee and Memes and that shit will come right up. Ooh. Yikesy, yikesy, yikesy. Well, thank you very much uh, for listening, everyone, this week. It's been a good, fun week. There's been, God almighty, there's been some bloody madness going on. And I'm sure plenty more to come over the weekend. I'm going to try and have another weekend detox from Sex Robot News. A little bit less Sex Robot News this week, but it's still there. Still there, creeping in the back of my mind, luring me in, saying, save up $8,000 and buy a sex robot. It's It's what your ancestors would have wanted. It's what your ancestors would have wanted. Anyway, have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. You're all wonderful folk. Go out, do good, be good, eat decent food, work out, be nice to people, stay out of trouble, try and do right by your ancestors, try and do right by your lobsters, Wesley Snips, Fine, not much of a talker, I'll see you next week, don't let your memes be dreams, lots of love. <laughs>